एंड वेलकम टू नीड फॉर स्पीच एज अ स्टॉक ट्रेडर एंड ओवरऑल फाइनेंस गीक आई एम क्वाइट इंटरेस्टेड इन द फंडिंग एंड आई पी ओ साइड ऑफ स्टार्टअप एंड आई डोंट रियली नो मच अबाउट द एक्चुअल प्रोसेस ऑफ स्टार्टिंग अप एंड वॉट इट टेक्स टू रन अ स्टार्टअप नाउ माई गेस्ट टूडे इज हर्षद ओक हर्षद यूज टू रन द स्टार्टअप एक्सिलरेटर प्रोग्राम एट ऑरकल ही वॉज ऑल्सो अ स्टार्टअप फाउंडर अर्लियर एंड हैज रिटन फोर बुक्स ऑन जावा अर्निंग हिम द टाइटल ऑफ जावा चैम्पियन अपार्ट फ्रॉम दिस He has also spoken at conferences across the globe. So, hi Harshad, welcome to the show. Please give us a brief introduction of yourself. Sure. Hi Tanay, thanks for having me on the show. It's a wonderful initiative and I'm happy to be here. A uh, quick intro, I am a tech plus biz kind of a person, uh, been uh, very much a hardcore techie, uh, written four books on Java related things, been an entrepreneur for over a decade. multiple businesses uh, in software projects and later in technology media and conferences but uh, specifically about startups the last 2 years i ran the oracle uh, program oracle accelerator for startups uh, through in this part of the world and i'm happy to share my learnings over the past 2 years currently i'm working working with isertis and doing a lot of other fun things as well which maybe i'll share some other day so harshad uh, as you mentioned you were in the uh, oracle startup accelerator program so you know what was your role like there because you have a very hardcore tech background and uh, i presume it involved a lot of tech and uh, you know just seeing what the companies do so so what was your uh, role at oracle yeah uh yeah so i i i was and i am very much hardcore tech but the thing was when you run your own company for more than a decade you essentially have to do whatever it takes so apart from the tech i very much had this business background as well where i was involved in doing say sales bd whatever is required to keep the business going so uh, that's the reason i was a great i thought a good fit for this role and i really enjoyed my time there and the, the what we were trying to do with the program was that we were essentially doing everything we could to help startups succeed and so i was deeply involved in that talking to hundreds of startups over the years and uh, seeing how uh, they could be helped not just on the technology front but also in terms of how we can help them go to market and how we can kind of uh, help them in other respects as well in terms of investors or mentor connects and all, all those other things so an, an accelerator with a very tech plus biz kind of focus that's that's what the initiative was so now uh, let's get right down to it what is a startup what is your definition of a startup yeah interesting good that you asked that question because i think a lot of people uh, have a uh, mistaken idea about startups and kind of put everything in the same bracket of a business but i think startup is a very different form of business it is not a small business or it is not a business in the traditional sense of a way uh, traditional sense of business that we know of uh, so startup is essentially a business where you are trying out an idea you are seeing if that idea can really connect and that's the reason you will see that uh, it's known as venture capital all the money that comes into startups is because it's about venturing it's about trying out it's about trying to make it big it is not about uh, just let's see i'll open something and see if it works i'll gradually do better by 1% or 2% that's not the kind of businesses startups are in most startups are in it for exponential growth and uh, even the investors that are in it the investment the money that is uh, in the startups is with the idea that 
this startup will provide exponential growth and that's the kind of, that's the reason the kind of startups you see are not the startups that could organically gradually grow over 10 20 30 years now there's nothing wrong in those kind of businesses those are also great businesses but that's a different form that's more like a small mid sized business that you are aspiring for but if you're going for a startup you want exponential growth you want rapid growth and if it doesn't work you just fail fast and move on to the next idea so i think the goal is to become a unicorn as as quickly as possible if if that's right uh, yeah unicorn is an aspirational term in the startup space but even if not a unicorn there are lots of startups who are doing really good stuff and doing very well in their respective segments and uh, have lots of traction with customers actually have revenues as well so unicorn of course yeah that's what uh, mainstream media tends to kind of uh, draw more attention to but there are many startups who are not unicorns but doing very well So Harshad uh, what is the Indian startup scene like because it's a very new thing for India and I'm guessing it's barely a decade old and now you are seeing the entry of you know uh, VC funds in India very very recently like I think Bloom Ventures is one of the biggest and famous examples of it but there are others as well and uh, Indian homegrown companies like Swiggy and Ola and uh, also Dunzo so these are all fairly new companies which were i don't think incorporated more than 5 6 years ago and they have accelerated so much they have uh, penetrated all across all urban markets so so what is the indian startup scene like currently and can you just give us a brief history of the indian startup scene yeah so the indian startup scene is especially vibrant right now there's just so much happening there it's still fairly new as compared to the silicon valley but i think over the past few years we have seen a lot of money being available a lot of venture money being available for startups in india uh, most of the startups in india are still uh, i can't you can't when you think of startups that have really made it big and become big profitable businesses you don't really have that many examples so even if you the poster child startups of say a paytm or a ola or a uh, oyo all these startups are still in the phase where they are burning a lot of cash so all of them are losing thousands of crores every year we are still very early in that phase but um, the hope and the expectation is that these startups will become major players over the years and again bring in profits of thousands of crores they are currently losing thousands of crores but eventually the hope is that they will start making those crores so uh, or they could exit like a flipkart did and sold out to walmart even that's a big achievement so that's the phase we are at right now uh, fairly early days for the startup scene but very vibrant lots of uh, interesting startups getting funded and not just uh, b2c there is a lot of action in the b2b space as well especially a lot of interesting fintech startups who have managed to uh, raise money and are doing well so a good good time to be in this space so a lot of uh, folks from my generation who have uh, you know just graduated college and uh, are working for maybe a year or two many of these folks have you know dreams of starting up their own company mostly in the tech sector and so do you have any advice for them and uh, second question uh, should you just start up a business or should you just start up based on your passion or should you also look at market trends and what the market wants and uh, what kind of a balance should there be yeah thanks tane uh, interesting questions uh, the first one uh, yeah so 
there is currently it's, it's, it's a very weird thing earlier it used to be a, a social pressure that you take a steady job and uh, be settled in a way now there's the reverse pressure where all the kids who are just passing out especially the bright ones feel compelled that they are supposed to start up and uh, be the next kind of cool entrepreneur which is uh, actually a very tricky space to be in because be running your own startup is especially difficult it is not just difficult it is very difficult so uh, apart from the personal stress apart from the financial turmoil at times and the financial stress it is not everyone's cup of tea so i definitely would not recommend that people should just do startups because that's the cool thing to do uh, <clears throat> being in a corporate job you can still do a lot of things you have the corporate muscle to do at times even bigger greater things than you could have done on your own i can even say that on in with my personal experience uh, and it it just uh, some some people are just better suited for uh, a kind of that kind of uh, role rather than being uh, forced to or being kind of drawn into starting their own thing and the second part about being equipped i think most uh, youngsters are not even equipped to do a startup uh especially with the indian education thing i don't want to kind of sound like a uh, old real uh, super old person kind of saying that the education system needs to be changed but i think the uh, this thing i always bring up is that we are not when you come out of college you are not at all equipped uh on multiple fronts one is of course business personal finance or relationships or parenting these are my common kind of things that our education system just does not train us for yeah so i mean like even for big multinational corporates when they hire they even like college students have to undergo uh, specific training programs you know just to sort of bring them in the loop of how all of these uh, big companies operate so there's a huge gap between uh, the skills of uh, the graduates and the skills kind of required for a, a job at an entry level job at a company yeah yeah that's a valid point and also uh, the second part to that is not just the skills the fact that running a business is largely about selling and marketing and being able to convince somebody about your idea that is something that we are just not trained at all uh, most most families most middle class educated families just think of uh, sales and marketing and these things are taboo in a sense so we are just not ready we don't have that business acumen especially except for maybe some traditionally business families most families uh, most students who come out of those uh, education institutes and that kind of background just have no idea how to run a business how to sell anything how to promote anything so it it's very difficult to pull it off with without those skills yeah as regards your second question about should the business be about something you are passionate about or as per market trends uh, that's a tricky one to answer because for some people doing something that they're passionate about is the only way that they know that's the only way they would want to go so some people if i tell them that do a startup in fintech they would say that that's not of my interest and i'll not do it but there are others who would say that i will rather be in a space that has great traction where the money is where the investors are where the potential exponential growth is so it again depends on each person for example my wife is doing a business called carti <clears throat> where they are doing a lot of fun stuff in 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 the children's product space uh that's something that she's very passionate about i don't think she and her co-founders are really thinking about will we get millions in funding or will we get lakhs of customers all over the place it's mostly driven by their passion for that space 
but there are others who kind of actively follow which is the space where the money is where the investors are and so if you want to make it big that i think is very important so if you for example if you uh, today are doing an ai or a ml or a blockchain startup you are far more likely to get funded far more likely to kind of draw attention of investors than if you are doing something in a space where already all the funding has been done taken maybe 2 years 3 years 5 years earlier so in that case you need to follow the market if the market does not care about uh, the segment you are in right now then irrespective of how great your product is how good your team is it's very likely that you will not get the money that you are looking for so it's an individualistic individual depends on that individual but uh, yeah but if you're making looking to make it big you have to look at what the market wants so i don't think many of my listeners uh, would know this story but i just want to share this so i also had a startup uh, way back in the day uh, while i was in college and uh, like any 18 19 year old uh, full of enthusiasm me and my co-founder went about just you know creating this business so the story is i really liked wearing graphic printed tees and the kinds of designs that i liked wearing weren't really available in the market and there were a few players back then like uh, beaverkoof.com and uh, redwolf.in but those kind of designs weren't something that i really liked so i thought okay i like wearing cool t-shirts so let's try my hand at this and uh, we did a lot of research as well we went to south india where uh, most of india's uh, textile market is and uh, we just figured out you know okay these are the things we need we found some designers we found some t-shirt makers and printers and we just sort of you know uh, got to it but then we realized that uh, it's a very capital in- intensive business and uh, we would have to set up a, an e-commerce store and uh, we would have to maintain inventory which was a huge cost back then so the way we went about it was uh, we sort of added uh, corporate merchandising in which uh, we would just make uh, t-shirts bags and caps and uh, sell it to corporates uh, the advantage there was uh, scale they ordered uh, like 100 200 t-shirts and the margins were pretty high so we so we just you know uh, set about doing that first and as the money started coming in then we sort of you know focused on kind of Uh, designing t-shirts and keeping inventory and and all of that but the, the thing that happened in the meanwhile was it was getting really difficult to manage college as well as this thing that we were doing and i kind of started falling behind on studies and that is when my parents stepped in and said you know what you can do this later first just please complete your uh, education and you know eventually after uh, running it for 2 years uh, we just found that the market wasn't so lucrative anymore a lot many competitors had come up and you know eventually we just shut the business so so as you like rightly said as it is in startups if something doesn't work just quit and uh, move to the next thing yeah exactly failing fast is integral to the startup life so if it doesn't work there is no shame in saying that it doesn't work you better do shut it in one year than try it for 5 years and then realize maybe this is not the thing so that's the right thing that you did if you saw there was no traction moving on to the next idea many startups actually pivot to something else so there are many startups who began their life as providing x and later on started doing y and z and whatever so so that's why pivoting is so common in startups that uh, as they actually talk to customers as they start delivering things to customers they realize that maybe not this i should be doing more of this and then they so pivoting is is a very common trend in startups so now continuing with her uh, previous line of thought 
what do you so bangalore is considered as you know india's silicon valley where all the hot tech startups are currently located and and if you think of startups you just usually just immediately think of tech startups and bangalore is the it hub of india that is where startups are located that is also where uh, most uh, vc funds offices are also located bombay and bangalore so do you actually have to physically be in bangalore to get funded or to make it big or you know what has your experiences been like uh, at oracle so where did the startups come from where was the money available and how did the networking you know take place yeah so uh, bangalore is a wonderful ecosystem so i was in bangalore for over, over two years and uh, the ecosystem there is amazing the infrastructure and the traffic and everything is totally messed up so getting from a to b is extremely difficult but if you manage to get to that b and then there are just so many interesting people to meet and so many great connections you can make there as you rightly pointed out all the investment uh, firms are there many successful startups are there so you could also talk to startups and learn from their mistakes and their journey so it's a wonderful full ecosystem to be in in terms of locating your business there i don't think that is a must have uh, if you are based out of pune but you are willing to travel to say mumbai pune sorry mumbai bangalore delhi and kind of get to be part of those larger uh, ecosystems then it's fine you could be anywhere in india and but you just have to be willing to travel as and when required so i don't think uh, being in a, another city is a major disadvantage uh, as long as you stay open and stay connected to the overall startup ecosystem in the country and we found startups coming in from all over the place uh, we found that there are more tech startups in bangalore of course mumbai was largely fintech or pretty much uh, most of the startup fintech startups that we saw came out of uh, mumbai and many interesting startups there and delhi again was a mix uh, so those were the three cities that i primarily worked in and uh, yeah so the it was very heartening to see the breadth and depth of startups that are there in india right now so i'm very excited about this space so another like hotly debated topic these days among like at least startup circles and, and people i know is, is does the startup have to be deep into technology does it have to be a tech startup or you could have another original idea and you know not just be another platform like a swiggy or an ola or an over room so so does it have to be a tech or can it be something different as well and is would that different idea be scalable would that be scalable as easy as tech is scalable yeah, yeah that, that's an interesting conversation uh, because uh, in a way every startup is tech these days so even a oyo oyo or a swiggy everybody are tech startups in that sense but the thing is that if uh, if your startup is not does not have original ip original intellectual property for whatever you have built then the brand and the quality of service and your customer experience is really all that you have and beyond, you, you, so there's a limit to how rapidly you can scale it instead if you for example there are a lot of ai ml and blockchain startups who are kind of drawing attention and getting funded these days so for example if you build a new algorithm by which blockchain could really be rolled out to financial institutions uh, worldwide then that is something that could be scaled rapidly or say you build a new form of a database so so even if you take the example of established players in software or if you look at windows or oracle database 
building the first copy and building the 1 millionth copy doesn't really cost that much it's it's uh, it's pretty much the same thing so then you can scale very rapidly you have that ip so that's the reason many of these technology startups are getting so much interest because if once they crack that technology piece then rolling it out and scaling it out globally is not that difficult at all whereas if you look at the likes of the swiggies or the oyos scaling up takes a lot of effort so if you are delivering food in pune today and you want to deliver in mumbai you need to put all the infrastructure in place to actually start delivering in mumbai so it's a lot more difficult uh, to scale up non tech startups tech startups hardcore tech startups scale much faster is much easier than non tech startups so it depends on what the founders want to do and uh, with non tech startups it's largely to the brand and you don't really have that unique proposition so somebody else could also deliver food or somebody else could also offer me a room so my brand and overall experience is the only differentiator i have so harshad uh, let's just see i have a, a startup idea i have a co-founder with me and the two of us uh, have a product or a service in mind and uh, we have a sort of a business plan ready on paper like th- this is the kind of stuff we want to do and maybe like in 5 years down the line this is where we want to be with this business currently it's just on paper so how do we go about uh, incorporating like a company and then uh gathering funds uh, because it's easy to bootstrap as well but funding has become much much easier these days and then how do you gather a team what is the process like again there are multiple answers to this depends on uh, what kind of uh, business you are looking at but i'll just maybe give you some broad uh, tips in a sense of what i from what i have learned over the past few years uh one is uh, i think as you mentioned bootstrapped uh, bootstrap is not always a good option i find uh, many people because they want to keep uh, at least not many some who because they were are so keen on keeping the entire equity and kind of owning the business because it just feels good that way uh, are kind of look to go the bootstrapped way but there are some businesses that just are extremely capital intensive and actually most businesses these days are if you want to do anything big just having a team of 10 people or having an office or maybe advertising or google and facebook just takes up a lot of money so bootstrapping with your just your own money uh, it's not really a feasible option for a lot of uh, companies these days so at least getting family and friends to kind of fund your startup is something that you should definitely look at and also there's the benefit of family and friends is because it also validates your idea that people say a lot of nice things if you go to your uncle and your aunts and say that you are doing this startup they'll all encourage you and do say nice things but if you tell them that give me 10 lakh rupees and then you'll real get the real feedback so uh, getting money from family and friends is good because that's easier to get than going to fund houses on day one also it will validate your idea you will get good inputs from people who are actually putting in money because unless there's money on the table you don't really get good feedback that's been my experience so uh, that's that's the positive and after the family and friends stage which is usually known as the seed or angel that kind of a stage that you are uh, you can look at other forms of funding and take it from there but funding essentially is uh, venture money so people are taking a risk they are aware that they are taking a risk with you but that's that's part of the journey and they want to be part of it and you'd find there are surprisingly a lot of people today who want to invest in startups especially founders who have exited startups or high net worth individuals there there are family offices coming up there are angel investor networks coming up there is of course the vc network that has now matured and there are many vcs in india so there is money available and uh, for a lot of companies 
bootstrapped or just putting in some money you will probably do a organic some kind of organic growth for a few years but you will not really get to that kind of scale that you would probably aspire or hope for so funding is required in that case so that's about the funding part second is uh, getting the team right is especially important being able to delegate a lot of founders i have found are uh, Uh, unable to delegate they they are they, they are themselves so good and smart that they often tend to do everything themselves and are uh, that's why then that becomes a major hurdle to scale the business in terms of uh, if you're building a product uh, uh, my experience has been that uh, getting the ui ux i think is extremely important the companies that have great ui ux are focused on the marketing and the visual and the front end part of their business i think do much better then the fun uh, then the companies who don't really prioritize those things so the ui ux if you are building a product a saas solution or anything is extremely important and uh, apart from that the the thing that i kind of share in my presentations is that the panacea the kind of solution for all your problems is just growth and sales if you're growing rapidly if your sales numbers are going through the roof most other problems will take care of themselves that that's just the way it is it's not probably the politically correct way thing to say but if you're growing rapidly you will find that you'll not have that many issues coming up other because people are employees are okay with things the way they are if the company is growing well and they see that the the long term career path is great for them so sales and growth tend to solve a lot of things so now uh, these are like just opinions incoming this is need for speech after all and my podcast is all about having opinion so i have a few counters to the points that that you just made the first being uh, and folks this might just get a little bit technical since uh, both of us know about startups and me not so much operationally but i know uh, from the finance side and of obviously harshad knows everything about it my first point is uh, as you said uh, in terms of fundraising you are a proponent of you know not really take not really bootstrapping it yourself and uh, trying to borrow money from friends and family for getting that seed capital and uh, then you know growing uh, the company that way but i kind of see it in the other way in the first way uh, there is no skin in the game because it's if it's all borrowed capital you always have that option of you know saying uh, okay you invested in me you knew the risks you were taking this isn't working out and okay let's just close down this business and uh, yeah the business will be closed but but if you are kind of bootstrapped and uh, if you put up a lot of money yourself you have that skin in the game of trying to make things work at pretty much any costs uh, that was my first point and uh, i think the success story of this as every it's a textbook example uh, it's mailchimp uh, which is a newsletter based company and uh, it took them 17 years to grow where they are with 700 million in revenues but it's completely bootstrap and uh, the indian version of it is obviously a fintech startup called zeroda my primary stock broker this is a shout out to zeroda i'm not getting paid by them in any way but but still i like the fact that it was just started in 2010 11 and uh, within 8 uh, 7 to 8 years it has become india's number one retail brokerage firm and that firm is obviously bootstrapped obviously it's a different business but but these are the uh, the cases i make for bootstrapping wherein you have some you know skin in the game yeah interesting that you'll say that about the skin in the game so i think uh, 
you absolutely have to put your own money in it irrespective of even if you get f- uh, funds from family and friends if you go to your uncle and tell them give me 10 lakhs but i'm not putting in any money he will never give you any money so <laughs> you definitely need to put in money so i'm not saying that you need don't uh, put in any money at all you definitely have to be invested it's like uh, i was just watching the gully boy a few days back there there's this line from the character there ki tu tera gana nahi gaega to main kyun gaunga so <laughs> i think it was uh, better it sounds better in the movie with the mo- uh, mumbai slang but uh, that's essentially the thing you will never get funded if you tell people i'm not putting in any money in my business so you definitely have to put in your own money i'm just saying that you need to bring in a lot more than you just your own money unless you are like coming you have billions of dollars lying uh, you you are the heir to the reliance family or something like that uh, apart uh, for most others you will probably bring in some money but some other some more needs to come in from family friends and other investment avenues so so the downside of of like what you just mentioned is uh, uh, focus on growth and sales and uh, things will just kind of you know take care of th- of themselves what i've been noticing recently is uh, people usually just focus on growth and sales at the cost of profitability they have these you know excel projections wherein at some point x 5 years down the line this is a growth rate we have a compounded growth rate of say like 10 15 20% whatever it is and uh, excel is basically the magician's tool <laughs> you can make anything true using excel so Uh, that is the kind of you know thing that i'm seeing uh, like we'll focus on growth and sales and once we hit that uh, benchmark uh, sales number we'll turn profitable and the flip side of this obviously is the case of uber wherein uh, it is still not it has uh, listed on the stock exchanges it has it is still not profitable and in fact in the sec filing that they put out they explicitly mentioned that the biggest risk in investing in the uber stock is that they might never turn profitable so so how do you kind of what is your take on on this wherein they're just focusing on uh, being the dominant player in the global taxi market and we just want all these customers and all these cheap rides are essentially being funded by softbank yeah yeah growth versus profitability is always a tricky one the thing is that as i as i mentioned this is venture money this is not um, this is money that is meant for a long term kind of risky profile the investors are aware of it the founders are aware of it so if you don't so there are some businesses this cannot be profitable on day one so for example if uh, uber lists they had just listed that these i am giving out rides at 500 rupees they would never have been able to build a kind of community that they have today <clears throat> or say a swiggy if they had charged 100 rupees every for every delivery of uh, food whatever you order they would never have got the scale that they have got today so they, so the some businesses are focused on growth and that's just the inherent nature of how they envisage their business to grow and uh, if you look at a classic example amazon for example was losing money for almost the first 8 or 10 years but later when they became profitable they became profitable big time and now they are probably making more money every quarter than they made in the first many years so that's that's what the long term goals are so these are all long term plays that they think that i'll keep growing and eventually i'll become profitable so the the concern is very valid uh, the the point that you raise is very valid that some businesses might never become profitable and might have to shut down but then that's the nature of the beast everybody is in the game with that understanding that uh, they might not make it and might not become profitable and might have to shut down 
so that's inherent that's kind of <laughs> taken for granted yeah but uh, my my case with especially uber and uh, lift as well is uh, it it's fine when it's a privately held business wherein the funding that you are getting is institutional money wherein there there any one who's investing is investing in millions of dollars that is the scale that you are investing in but when an uber or a lift uh, stock lists on the exchange you have mom and pop and uh, retail investors coming in wanting a piece of the pie they are thinking there is basically hey i use uber or lift every day and uh, uh, it's very convenient for me so it it could be a very good stock bet as well and not many retail people know that no no one i don't think anyone really bothered to read their s1 filing and it was a very controversial filing because it explicitly stated we may never be profitable and you have to accept that and i don't think these kind of concerns were relate to the uh, retail investors now this is my uh, stock market guy perspective coming in wherein uh, i feel that uh, you know goldman sachs was leading the ipo they had a fiduciary responsibility not just to their investors but also to the retail clients that the the retailers who were buying that stock you know people like you and me who believed in uber they have that sort of responsibility to them yeah yeah that's a very valid point again uh, very valid concerns uh, i don't have a good answer in terms of the sec filings or the stock listings i'm not uh, Uh, well informed on that front but yeah lack of awareness is is very much there so even when i tell people <clears throat> or even when you ask friends and family what they think are successful startups today on which startups do they think are making thousands of crores of profits every year most of the popular startups today is is what the kind of layman thinks that they think that pay sorry paytm or a flipkart or a uh oyo or ola are actually making thousands of crores every year when in reality they are all losing thousands of crores every year so yes awareness is a problem but uh, you tell me i don't have a easy, easy solution for that <laughs> so harshad uh, i don't know if you know this but uh, there was this there is this new stock exchange that has recently been approved by the regulators in the us called uh, the silicon valley stock exchange or the long term stock exchange now uh, the primary focus of the stock exchange is to list uh, bay area companies uh, with a long term vision so they might not be currently profitable or might not be currently doing well but they are growing really well and uh, they hope to achieve profitability sometime in the near future and the point of this exchange is that uh, they don't have to you know be answerable to uh, quarterly reports and they don't have to be in that game of releasing reports quarterly and just staying competitive otherwise like the stock will fall if they miss their targets of profit so so it's a very long term focused exchange my biggest concern with this is uh, what happens if one of these companies fails what happens if uh, retail investors invest in in the stock and uh, it has a horizon of say nothing will happen for 3 years and people who are investing know the risk that nothing will happen for 3 years but within those 3 years there will also be people uh, like lay people who will who might invest in that uh, particular stock and they may not know the risks associated with that and i am a very anti risk person when it comes to lay people like they should know the risks associated with everything so what are the what are your thoughts on you know this new trend that is coming up in the startup industry and um, what are the kind of changes you would like especially in the current state of the industry and what are your thoughts on where the future lies yeah uh, i am not aware of the details of the stock exchange that you have mentioned but 
if it's been approved i would expect there would be some bare minimum disclosure norms that would apply to these companies as well so i think you are in a sense hinting at a dot com bust kind of thing that we saw in maybe the year 2000 2001 so that's definitely a possibility that we have already seen that during the dot com bust and what the implications and the repercussions of that were worldwide so i i hopefully people will be uh, wiser this time around they will pay more attention to the disclosures and take more informed decisions in rather than just investing based on the hype and hopefully will not again have a dot com bust kind of a startup bust or something but uh, yeah so that that's about the first part of the second question the second part you mentioned about the state of the startup uh, ecosystem and the industry uh, i think we are very well placed if you look at the indian context i think it's come a really long way in just a very short time uh, there's a lot of money available uh, there's a lot of expertise and mentoring available that was that was not there earlier the money is one part of it you could possibly have borrowed from banks earlier but the expertise or the mentoring that you can get today from people who have been there done that there are founders who have exited their companies who are available for mentoring there are investors very mature investors who can guide you about how to go about your startup there is also the access to the easier access to the market because of technology there's easier access to funds because of things like even the stock exchange that you mentioned i think there are similar attempts happening uh, in india also to some extent so the only uh, thing that i would say is a bit of a concern is i haven't really seen that much original intellectual property coming out of startups in india most of them are trying to clone what's already been done somewhere which makes sense if i kind of get myself in the startup shoes in the founder shoes i would probably do the same thing because it's just much easier to raise money if you can say that there's a successful startup in the us who has done this and i'm trying to do it for india but i would like to see more of startups with original technology original ideas also coming through but i think that's just a matter of time i think as the industry matures maybe it's second time founders third time founders we'll we'll see more of that happening Uh, the second part i think that is heartening is the overall incubator accelerator space maturing so you would see that there are so many of these incubators accelerators that have come up some are in colleges some are government supported some are supported by independent institutions or uh, <clears throat> leading vcs even at times so that i think is very important because a startup is such a tough space to be in that you really need the support of everyone you can possibly get <clears throat> so landing if somebody can help you land a customer if somebody can help you land some investment you want all the support you can get so that's i think a very positive trend and <clears throat> if somebody listening this is looking to start up i would highly recommend that they leverage all these opportunities available to them so join an incubator join an accelerator talk to any any support system that you have available maybe it might be the local meetup group for startups any support system that you can leverage uh, you absolutely should do that because the journey is tough but fortunately there is a lot of help available these days so go for it it's a fun fun ride so the great time to be in the startup space and to start up so that's all we have for today folks and uh, harshad thanks a lot for coming on the show i learned a lot about you know the tech side of startups and how to run and operate a startup because i come from a stock market background and it's very easy for me to focus on the funding side of it and focus on the ipo side of it but it was a really good learning experience for me uh, learning about how you found us like how you start a startup how you can operate a startup and and the behind the scenes kind of the non money part of it basically 
thank you thank you tanay for having me and uh, yeah so my last words would be uh, now that you mentioned the money and the stock market i think follow the money is a good principle so i uh, refer to i don't know how many of you might be following harry potter and there's there's this line where hagrid tells that if you want to find something follow the spiders so i i tend to think that follow the money that answers a lot of the questions so if you are wondering if a startup is doing well not doing well just look at the money look at the where the numbers are and uh, that will reveal a lot about what that startup is doing and also your own business pay close attention to the money uh, a lot of startups great businesses often good teams just about getting traction but they just run out of money so keep your eye or keep a very close eye on the money would be my last words uh, for anybody looking to venture in the startup space uh, again thank you so much for having me i learned a lot from you as well off the record about the stock market and things as well while we were not recording so thank you so much it was fun thank you